Hey Cobros, Ezzy here. Just wanted to do a quick intro to this episode. Ty and I originally recorded this back in May of 2016. It was supposed to come out right around Cinco de Mayo. Obviously that didn't happen. Um, we've both just been crazy busy. Ty had a new job at the time. I've been raising my baby boy and turns out they're a lot of work. Um, but now it's 2017. We're going to put this up. We've got a snake bite that we also recorded back in 2016 that will be coming out shortly. Um, and then hopefully a couple weeks after that, we'll be doing our first new episode uh, in the last nine months. Um, yeah, sorry about not putting out any new material. It's just been uh, the second half of 2016 is kind of crazy for us. Um, but now we're looking forward to this new year, putting out uh, as much content as we possibly can, shooting for an episode every couple of weeks. Um, Got some format changes we're toying around with, uh, just a couple new ideas uh, that we're bouncing off of each other. So yeah, it should be a fun year. So enjoy this episode, enjoy the snake bite that will be coming out shortly, and then brand new episode after that. Um, yeah, and thanks for listening. All right, cheers. Conversations on beer. Random other stuff. Episode 14. I'm Ezzy Half. I'm Tyler Palmer. Hey. Hi, guys. It's been a while. Are you, is it weird? Did we make it weird? Yeah. Have you guys not heard from us in like a month? Because, Do you feel neglected? Uh, no. What we're referencing is the fact that last episode, episode 13, took me about a month to put out. I'm hoping this one's coming out shortly after episode 13. Mm-hmm. But basically, I went on vacay for like almost two weeks. So yeah, he doesn't have nerds. to apologize for yeah. that. Although I did intend on getting that episode out before I went on vacation. That's okay. But or, I uh, yeah. I did go to Florida and I got to try a bunch of like southern beers. Check the Instagram posts. Um, I took photos of like, yeah shit I've never four. seen before. Yeah, I'd never. I haven't seen it up here. I mean, maybe at uh, one of the 
craft beer stores, but huh. they're delicious. Like it's it's cool to to go to just kind of see that like there are awesome beers like in the complete like opposite corner of the U.S. You know, like yep. you can't get further away from Portland than like Florida. Florida. Beer um, is good all over. Yeah, it turns out that it's kind of like international. International. This whole good beer thing. <laughs> <laughs> good beer things happen all over. So we're gonna jump down to south of the border. Sing is pretty close to Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, we're recording this on May fourth, and we couldn't find a Star Wars beer, so we decided to just record a May fifth episode a day early. May also the fourth is not a drinking holiday. That's true. It's Plus, a nerd holiday. Cinco de Mayo is not really a holiday, but we'll get into that. So yeah, uh, Tyler hinted at it. We're going to be enjoying a beer from Mexico known as Negro Modelo. <laughs> We're also only going to be dropping subtle racism, not like full-blown... We're going to try to not do full-blown racism. It's not (laughs) racist. It's more nationalistic. We're praising your culture. Yes, yes. Think about it. However, when you do like your Speedy Gonzalez voice, that is nationalistic. I I only do one, and it's Slowpoke Rodriguez. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Slowpoke Rodriguez. My my apologies. And that is highly... No, I mean, (laughs) it's Warner Brothers who is racist. It's fair game because a bunch of old white people did it a couple of decades before you. Yeah, and if I okay. want to perpetrate their myths, like, so be it. Um, yeah. okay. But it's not me. It's not on me. All right, so if you have any problems with uh, our shitty Mexican accents or it sounds racist, I'd say blame Warner Brothers. Yeah, totally. WB. WB. Let's uh, get into this uh, bottle. We will be uh, enjoying the 12-ounce variety of Negro Modelo in a... Uh, I have to say, a beautiful brown bottle. Concur. Um, what do you think? Should we canalize this? Yeah, let's canalize the shit out of this. Because I mean, there's a there's a lot going on. A lot going on, but it's I mean, it's it's just a beautiful bottle. Yeah, you th- this actually plays on a texture, sense of design, not only with paper but a foil right at the top. Yeah, starting at the tip, like we always do, just gold, like gold leaf, gold foil, basically. But yeah. it's I mean, it's like really. Uh, Thin foil. I kind of have a problem with it because I don't like the texture of the. You can't of peel the, it off all the way. It always bums me out. Yeah, like, it only comes off in like little pieces. So if it gets in your fillings, lo siento. <laughs> a lot of blang. <laughs> this yeah, this is blang. Should we actually before we go any below any lower than the uh, gold? Should we talk about the shape of this bottle because it's it's fucking sexy. It's really cool, and only Modelo does does this. It is almost a tiny bottle, but it has a little belt right below the neck label where it indents in. And you, you summed it up earlier, like, the best, I think, is that it looks like a sexy brown woman. Yeah, like, oh, there's something thick about at the bottom? It, yeah, just the thick bottom, oh, uh, man. tight little waist, curvy top. Thick butt, thin waist, and yeah. a breath that smells like toothpaste. Right. I heard some kids say that on Vine. I don't know if it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so right below the gold foil, they've got another gold band label. Then you get your badge in the middle. Cerveceria Modelo, mm-hmm. Mexico. Mexico, and there's a line standing over a... Uh, it is like a keg of beer, right? Yeah, totally. Like a, a wine cast keg. of beer, yeah. yeah. Whatever they yeah. had at the time. And it's uh, 5.4 out by Vol, all of that, recycling information, government warnings. Yep. And then we get to the main la- label, which... Pretty classy, too. You yeah, get a looks, little bit more... Uh, it kind of looks like a flag... Oh, yeah, it's just a nice, you know, like, swooshy banner um, with a condensed 
serif typeface that says Negro Modelo in black with a white outline against a... It's like a yellow banner. Yeah, it goes amber to yellow yeah. to amber again in yeah. that gradient behind it. It's beautiful. And then gold label behind it. Cerveza. And then um, below it, not below it, but behind all that. Like two lions. Yeah. And like the classic wheat going up the side that every beer has. <laughs> yeah, kind of more like an old school etching style of illustration of that. And it looks like some sort of building possibly in the background. You only see the top of it, though. <laughs> it seems important, so we'll cover it up. <laughs> and a little bit of writing off to the left. La some script. It's La Crema de la Cerveza? It's impossible to read, really. Which I believe is Spanish for the cream of the beer. Mm, beer cream. Mm. I've made a lot of beer, beer cream, cream. Mm. <laughs> 1925 down below now, which seems to be a significant date which I'm sure we will get into mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but before that we do that let's uh, let's tap into a verdict yeah let's verticize this shit right, I gotta crack mine you already got yours cracked oh thanks for pulling up my spot pre-gaming oh, it happens I feel like we should cheers someone probably like one of the dead musicians of the past like month yeah there's seems a like everyone's dying yeah everybody's getting called up we never gave a shout out to lemmy nope we gave one to fife dog which was cool so we gave one to bowie we didn't yeah so bowie lemmy prince prince i think we're forgetting someone yeah um i'm sure there'll be a few more because this year is bullshit for heroes yeah yeah apparently everyone that's good is dying so uh i don't know cheers to dead rock stars all right, let's try this. Let's start right. the verdict. What do we got going on? That's tasty, man. It's pretty good. It is possibly what I would call my favorite Mexican beer. I agree with you. I'm trying it. Like, Dos Equis is good. Eh. You like Tecate. I like Tecate, but Tecate I don't even consider, like, a Mexican beer. It's, no, it's a long It's beer. fucking piss lager, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's as white as fucking I am. And just and all the other ones really fall flat for me, and just taste like fucking. Piss oh, water. I think I think Corona is the worst, possibly the worst beer out there. We might do a uh, camo, worse than camo. <laughs> okay, Oof, come on, dude. We Corona, found we Corona's, found the bottom. Yeah, that's true. All right, so I it's, don't think it's, it's like above, it's above uh, camo, but like Corona is just a shitty beer. Like any beer that is known for having a slice of lime in it. Because it tastes so bad that you have to fucking put fruit in it. You have to fruit the beer. Yeah, it's a shitty beer. <sighs> you know, if you have to put fruit in your beer to make it taste good, your beer sucks, and you should maybe fix the fact that it tastes like ass. I don't mind Blue Moon with an orange, but that's you don't true, have to that's, do it. You don't have to. But it's an enhancer. Right, and I don't mind, like, having a, having a lime with a beer. I think that's all right. But the fact is, like, if you see a lime in a, in a bottle... You're like, oh, that's a Corona. Like, yep. that's the first thought in your head is Corona. It was mandatory to do that. Yeah, because that beer sucks dick. Uh, yeah. On the other hand, Negro Modelo, probably great with a lime. No. You don't need it. I feel it gets spoiled with a lime. Oh, really? It doesn't need that citrus hit. I don't it think really so. Doesn't. Yeah, I really don't think so. But No, it's like malty and kind of has just, it has a sweetness to it that I think would get perpetrated by that little bit of sour. Yeah. It does have this nice, it sits on the back of the tongue really nice. Like it. Yeah. I, it, good aftertaste like it's good not body not too heavy yeah not yeah. too light and that's what i love about it is that it uh it is a little bit of a darker lager which we'll get into yep. um it goes down so it's smooth easy you yeah. know and uh, like i said it's only 5.4 out per ball it's not like high alcohol or anything like that you know it shouldn't it should go down smooth but it's just got it 
with it's got so much flavor for being able to go down so smooth. Yeah, know? and you can drink as many of these as you want. I mean, at a point you'll get full, but <laughs> you'll explode. But it's easy drinking. Yeah, I would. I would much rather have this on a beach than fucking Corona, than Tecate, than Dos Equis, than. It treads a line too, which is really interesting because I'm thinking of the season to put it in. I think the season, you know, it, it varies. Like you can have this in spring, you can have the summer, not too hot. You can have this in the winter. You know, it's not. It is a good all, all like year round beer. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could, I could pound one of these right after mowing the lawn. I could. Yep. Pound one of these after a hard day of work. I could pound one of these sitting by the fucking fire roasting chestnuts. We'll yeah, see how like, the flavor changes after holding it for a bit when it warms up. But yeah, yeah. We'll see. If we were to rate this, I mean, it's on a scale of one to Cobro. Man, what, the what? label and the art and the bottle, it really sways me. You know, it has curves. I mean, Modelo, it's, that means model in Spanish. Modelo does mean model in Spanish. But so it, it is a black model. Black though, model. Because it is thick at the bottom. <laughs> I would say it's more of like a Tyra Banks. What are you thinking? Uh, no, I think that's that's perfect. My only, I would say like the the chick that Mike Tyson beat up. What's her name? Oh, you mean Rob, Robin Givens? <laughs> I love that you know that. I, no, I keep track. Or she of was a model, right? Or she was like Miss USA or something, right? It, it was something cheesy. It wasn't Victoria's Secret model, high profile. I get a talk show. It's would, more of like, uh, I'm one of his knockout real babes. I would say this is a, on a scale of one to Cobras, this is a Tyra Bank, or if you grew up with us, it's an Aaron Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Just inside joke for like inside. four people that know there who that is. Chuckle away. We are. <laughs> Which was dumb as a rock. Uh, hot too. <laughs> <clears throat> Just like this beer. Just like this beer. Okay. Dumb and hot. <laughs> well done. Okay. All right. Scale of one to Cobra. <laughs> Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. Aaron Williams. Robin Givens. You're a black model. <laughs> you want to get into a little history of this, you know? Yeah, it it's interesting. almost a Mexican holiday, so we should probably yeah. celebrate this beer. You know, and it's funny, tomorrow is almost a Mexican holiday <laughs> as well, but it's that not. That was the Mexican holiday I was referring to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe we'll just start, or we're going to hit the rewind button a little bit and start at 1860. What happened in 1860? Well, I feel like there was a huge influx of Germanic people and Austrian people coming to Mexico. I think it was just to the Americas in general, because you see it in the U.S. as well. Yeah. Um, but these people want to get sunburned as fuck and party in Cancun. <laughs> and I don't blame them. No. Nah. Like, instead of being like... Settling in Milwaukee, they're like, yeah. uh, hey, yeah, I'm gonna go down to the Adolf Coors. How's Colorado? <laughs> yeah, it's corn. <laughs> um, okay, cool. cool I'm gonna go cool, a little further cool. south. So, Anheuser, it's corn. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna go down to uh, Mexico. Mexico, yeah, because you have to kind of curtail the Rockies, you can't cut straight across America, as the Donner Party found out. Yeah, it's much losers. easier to like go south. South, and you just keep going <laughs> south, you keep going south, and there's you know, wonderful, sweet, round people that are very hospitable. Now, I don't know how it was back in the 1860s. <laughs> well, yeah, they, I mean, no, shit. It, the fact is, like, the fact that there was Germans just in general, Germans and Austrians in general coming to the Americas, there's a population in Mexico, and Mexico actually ended up being ruled for four years under... Maximiliano. 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 <laughs> Maximiliano. 
God, I wish I could do an accent. Why did I say that like I'm Italian? I know. Massimiliano. I, I started it. It's His name is Massey. Um, yeah, so they were ruled by Maximiliano. Yeah, an Austrian, Austro-German rule for four years. And Maximilian loved beer. And so they started making his favorite Austrian Vienna-style lager down in Mexico. So technically, like the beer, the first beers really in Mexico were Vienna style lagers. Vienna style lagers. Um, there's also like German uh, Dunkels, yeah, as well. But it was mostly uh, Vienna style lager, which to this day some people would classify Negro Modelo as. Yeah, we're jumping ahead a little bit. So beers being made 1860s. Then what happens? It just keeps getting made. It just keeps getting <laughs> fucking made. You know what? People don't want to fucking quit a good thing. I'm sure Max Mieliano got fucking kicked out of power, executed. Shit still was still good, you know? Well, beer's beer. Beer's beer. But, you know, what was the local flavor of the time? Yeah, I was going to say, at that time, like, there wasn't the only, like, the local, I guess, choice of alcohol was, um, it's called pol Yeah. Polque. I think eventually in civilization you find that things ferment and create alcohol. Yeah. And so this so, was like the drink of the Mayans, Aztecs? Incan? Aztecs are more north. Mayans are a little further south. Okay, so Aztecs. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's Polke, it's, or Polque. Polque, Polque, Polque. P-U-L-Q-U-E. Polque? Uh, Google Translate. Polque? Polque. Polque. What goes it's, into that? What? How's that made? It's been... It sounds delicious. It's, it's basically a fermented drink of um, sap. Oh, damn. Of the agave plant, which is also used in uh, tequila and mezcal. Damn. Right? So, I wish some of that was around right now. Because that sounds it, like a byproduct of tequila. It, uh, well, it actually is known as a precursor to mezcal and tequila. No shit. Um, but what it isn't is Mexican beer. <laughs> No, it's not. it's not beer at all. It's you mean Austrian beer drink. in Mexico? Well, yeah, uh, same thing. Okay. Tomato, tomato. Uh, okay. Potato, tomato. Potato, tomato. Yeah, so that was the popular drink at the time, and I, I mean, it lasted until, well, I guess that's what happened next in, like, Mexican brewery history, or when did when did Modelo come on, Negro Modelo come on the scene? As a company, they formed in 1922, and I imagine they probably got all their ducks in a row, started producing in country... And in 1925, they started an ad campaign against Polke. Yeah, like all of the brewers down in Mexico were like... Yeah. Uh, like, we don't need this around, and yeah. you guys are cutting into our stash. Fuck your native drink. We're just going <laughs> to slander you until people start drinking. How do we say fuck you in the best way? Hmm. Polque? What is it? Yeah, your drink is made out of shit. They actually <laughs> advertised that Polke is they, made out of shit. Okay, they didn't advertise it technically. They Guano! Just, they started the rumor that it was made out of f- f- feces. Feces, which is shit. <laughs> right, but there wasn't an advertisement. What they were advertising was the fact that beer was like a uh, a luxury drink. It was mm. it was meant for like it was like something coveted it was it was something it was royal is regal to drink beer something cobros drink which makes sense because this group the grupo modello that was making negro modello and was also making like corona and um their flagship just modello modello yeah, yeah just regular modello but what corona means is crown uh-huh. and so like they wanted beer to be like oh regal this this is yeah beer is regal you're 
Polke, Polku. That's like that's what the poor drink. Yeah, you knaves. People that ride the bus, they drink Polke. Look at these Polkes riding the bus. <laughs> poor cues. <laughs> poor what? Look at these pool cues. Polk need cut. So uh, because of that ad, ad campaign, though, like they exploded across Mexico. Like it just became the drink of choice was Mexican beer. Yeah, you want to be highbrow. Mind you, this Mexican beer was still the Austri- Austrian lager yeah. <laughs> that it started with. Like That's how they learned to brew beer. They weren't changing anything. So it's still technically a Vienna lager, but it's now known as a Mexican beer. Mexican royal beer. Royal. Uh-huh. Like classy beer. No, and they disguise it in the weirdest ways. I mean, you look at Bohemia, and it has this like label with an Aztec warrior on there, and you're like, oh, man, that looks really authentic. You're like, wait, Bohemia is in the Czech Republic. This is false. <laughs> this is a cross migration of two different cultures that doesn't really quite make sense. Bohemia is, is not a Spanish word. Well, and a lot of you know you you can argue as far as like U.S. beers go, it's very True. similar, and that's kind of why I was bringing up the fact that Germans and Austrians were moving to the Americas in general, yeah. you know, and they were doing the same thing in. Milwaukee and in Colorado. Oh, for sure. You know, like, there's no such thing really as a an American beer, except for maybe steam beer is the only one I can really think the of only that's one like I can authentically really think of. invented in... I mean, there's American style. But as far as like process and brewing and the way you actually treat the beer, yeah, steam beer is the only way. But the thing is, this is marketed to us as Mexican beer. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and... I think there's no delusion that America is a gigantic melting pot of cultures. That is a, you yeah. know, it's a country oh, yeah. of immigrants. Yeah. I mean, Mexico sure. is probably treated the same way, but I imagine there's a lot more indigenous people in Mexico than there is indigenous people of America. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... Debate for I, later, sorry. Yeah, I'm not yeah no, no, I, I agree, though. Like, the I fact is that it's, it's just called, like, it, it's a cerveza. It's a, you know, yeah. it's not... Hancho en Mexico. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It... It, you're like, oh man, I'm gonna really gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna grab an import. Exactly, and basically you're grabbing the same style of beer that has been made in the U.S. forever, and that was being made in Austria and Germany for centuries. You know, like I mean, I, granted things change over time, and you know, like they add different corns, different malts, different yeasts. Yeah, different you know, farms, different yeah, waters. Yeah, yeah. Eventually it changes and becomes its own. So technically it is a Mexican beer, but the style is still a Vienna lager. It'd be interesting to do a blind taste test with this and uh, Newcastle. There's a similar sweetness. I could see that, yeah. Similar brown. Newcastle is a brown ale. This is... And it's a steam... A yeah, Vienna lager. The, it's a... What do they... Cla- is it a... Newcastle's a brown ale. Yeah, right, right. Do they classify it as like an English brown ale or just a brown ale? Yeah, I mean, it's coming from England. They're going to claim it as their own, oh, yeah. no yeah. matter where it comes from. Yeah, that would that's actually interesting, because this does taste... Yeah, sweet reminds values. me of Newcastle. This is better lot. than Newcastle, though. Newcastle uh, has some so, funk yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. This, has, this definitely um, finishes off a lot cleaner than Newcastle. But, I mean, you pour it out in glass. I imagine it'll look the same. And... Uh, have a lot of the same flavor profiles. So, should we get back to... Uh, back to the history. <laughs> Let's jump to... Well, the we're still around like the 20, 25, 1925, which they had claim on their labels when they started. And they did really well 
into uh, the 30s basically because of... Prohibition. Yeah. Yeah. So... A lot of Californians, a lot of New Mexicans, a lot of Texans, a lot of Arizonians just flowing down to the border. Just Americans were like, get us across the border. So they were going across the border and drinking Mexican beer. Yeah. Or just beer. (laughs) You know? Oh, yeah. Like, where do we get it? (laughs) Yeah. That's where they could get it for for legal. So, 1925, birth of spring break. Oh, bro. Yeah, we're going we're down. We're going to Cabo because booze is illegal. TJ is wild, man. You oh can't get God. drunk. I can't wait to get fucked up in PV. Oh, I'm going to hit the through a motion <laughs> in my Model T. Yay, 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 Spring break. Yeah. 1925 uh, was a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, and continued to be until 1933. No, it was. I mean, it it kept going forever. Spring Break. Oh, I mean prohibition. Still, oh yeah, yeah. Prohibition stopped in 33, and uh, around that time, like there had been a black market of Mexican beer just coming into New York, Chicago, like the popular. Oh, we didn't homes. even make it that far north. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like I mean, beer was coming in. Mexican beer was being uh, consumed throughout the U.S. illegally. Hmm. So this Which technically kind of starts their import, but really they don't uh, go much further until like the seventies. So we'll get to that. But uh, huh. but uh, yeah, they were exporting it illegally into the U.S. and obviously the U.S. was going apeshit for it down in Mexico. There's a market for it. Oh yeah, and they uh, it's kind of interesting. Like around that time, like shortly thereafter in the nineteen forties, is kind of when this bullshit holiday that we in America called Cinco de Mayo really kind of took off. And it spurred with the like Chicano movement into Southern California, mostly LA. Um, but I don't know what really spurred that. I don't know if it was what marked that day. Basically Cinco de Mayo is, it's a holiday to celebrate like Mexico winning a victory against the French sounds like an early World Cup win. It was a strategic win in the overall war against the French. So it's not actually like... Sounds like 11 people playing 11 people in soccer. It sounds like one of like... Just... It's... It's so minor. It's so minor. Like it's... We won... We, we won this fort, so let's make it a holiday. The fact is like... Cinco de Mayo is not really celebrated in... Mexico. Nor is it Mexican independence. Yeah. America loves to think of it as like, oh, it's Mexico's 4th of July. No. No. That's September 16th. Yeah. That's Mexican Independence Day. That's the real deal. Cinco de Mayo is what the U.S. thinks. Yeah. No. It's really just uh, almost a Hallmark holiday. It it totally... It was... It was kind of invented. I don't know why, but like it, it, it started in California... Um, as far back as 1863, they were celebrating it. No shit. It grew in momentum in the 1940s with the Chicano movement that you're talking about, and then kind of spread out of California in the 50s and 60s, but it really didn't take like hold of the U.S. It didn't become popular throughout the U.S. until the 1980s, which is funny because... It needed a marketing Mexican movement. beer didn't become super popular... Throughout the U.S. until the 1980s. Is there a link there? I think so, because Cinco de Mayo was literally just marketed by the beer companies 
as a celebration yep. and a reason to drink Mexican beer. You've been duped by the advertising system yet again. Yeah. I mean, at least St. Patty's Day, there was a saint that was named Patty. I guess. Cinco de Mayo. I mean, well, I I'm guess the technically there is a day of passing out and being irresponsible on a Thursday. <laughs> on a Thursday. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I do it every March. I'm <laughs> my bad. Oh, work today? Nope, not tomorrow. <laughs> Hungover. I forgot to tell you that uh, my uh, the other half of my ancestry is Mexican, and I also get fucked up every May fifth. Mm-hmm. Now they talked about it in a marketing meeting. You know they did. Oh, they they. You know, it was throughout like throughout the eighties, like it it spread like wildfire. It was like this is a holiday. It was it was known as a holiday that was like very flamboyant, celebratory, and like parties, fiestas. Yeah. Um, and because of that, like if you're going to, if you can't be part of that party, but you can, if you're not like if that's not a holiday that you would normally celebrate, but you can be part of that party by drinking their beer, you're going to do that. Yeah. And because of that, like. Negro Modelo, their parent company, Grupo Modelo, just exploded. They took off. They became the number two imported beer in the U.S. in the 80s. Yeah, and it was right behind Heineken. I think there's a huge import market in the 80s. It was cool to be a little more international, a little more chic. Definitely. We talked about it in the Heineken episode. We did, yeah. Yeah, It washes down all that corporate cocaine. You know, it makes you look cool. You're yeah. a little more international. You're a little more buttoned up. Yeah. A little more Wall you're not Street. Not square drinking Budweiser. You're no, not, you're, you're not fucking, white you're trash. You're a man of the world drinking Heineken or <laughs> Corona or Negro Modelo. You guys know what spring break is? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> happened. I've got a yacht in Cabo. Yacht in Cabo. Clarice. Blaine's cabin's what I named it. It's mm. a currently in the Puerto Vallarta. I call it El Blano. <laughs> <laughs> so I told Buffy, leave the poodles in the beamer this is a yacht not a fucking ark <laughs> <laughs> of course it's good shit i got it from a negro modello nice <laughs> nice <save. laughs> no that was on purpose a little bit of caddyshack humor tied in uh, with this beer <laughs> so yeah the 1980s is basically when this beer exploded in the u.s and i mean for them what was the i think you've got like market figures throughout like from 1956, they were at 31% of the beers in Mexico yep. market, and then in 85, they had 45%. So it just it was just basically growing. And then to be the number one import in America. Yeah, eventually nuts. they took over Heineken. Yeah. No, this is a huge branch of the import scene. So, yeah, they, so it's they, the most imported. Well, I mean, technically, it's Corona is the most imported beer, but it's all owned by... The Modelo branch. Grupo, yeah. And, yeah, Negra was one of the original flagships because it was probably the truest to Vienna Lager. And it's, I, in my opinion, it is the best out of all of their beers. I agree. The others I, are just... They, they don't even come close. I mean, no. like we said, like, to Kate, not that bad. Not that bad. Dos Equis, I don't, I don't rhyme. Like, I mean, uh, two, two tens isn't that bad. They, you know, they have two different styles, and I just never could get into it. Have um, you tried the Amber? I think that's probably... Amber sucks. Oh, you hate the Amber. Yeah. Because I thought the Amber is similar to this. Really? Oh, yeah. we'll give it another try. Yeah, that's another yeah. another beer. For It'd another be nice episode. to have a beer we disagree on. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you guys are too close. It turns out you guys either love a beer or hate a beer, or you guys just in love with each other. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> a little bit of all of the above. All of the above. Fuck off. Um, and honestly, like I mean, that kind of 
sums it up for this beer. Like, there's not much, like, I guess eventually this beer was bought by... Um, Imbev. Imbev. As far as the U.S. import, I don't know who it's currently owned by in Mexico. Yeah. But I feel like when we get into stock figures and start telling you guys about mergers and acquisitions, like, it gets so dry and boring. And we're going to try and cut that shit out. So, Imbev, for now. Yeah, it's Ish. basically, it's... One of the two major of the, beers. Yeah, Anheuser and Miller and all of those, it's all the same. Same beer. giant. Um, but I, I'd still recommend it as a different flavor, you know? And I, I mean, as far as claiming it's a Mexican beer, I think at this point they can, you know? It's been... Long enough. It's almost been 100 years. Because they're probably know? sourcing things off Mexican fields, to be honest. Mexican Swing water, in. you Mexican know? Mexican water, you know? <laughs> Montezuma's like, in this. I'm not <laughs> to the full extent that you know. I've exploded before from Montezuma. This is nowhere near that. This is sanitized. Okay. okay. Point just, being that it, it's still a product of Mexico. I've never drank this and just destroyed a toilet. Like, we're going to need new ceramics in this house. Yet. Well, you know how I can destroy a toilet. <laughs> I had a little bit of a black model last night. <laughs> you know, the, painted that bowl. Something fierce. Something wretched. <laughs> I guess before we get out of here, I mean, we have to come up with our with our tagline for this beer. Yeah, let's slogan out our parting our parting tagline. Totally got a slogan out. <laughs> so I think it's it's black model, black model, right? Tyler yeah. Banks esque. Yep. So I'm thinking. So she's holding the thing. I'm thinking uh, you can Banks on a Negra Medela, Tyra. <laughs> <laughs> Once you go Negra. You'll always go Modelo. Hey, reach into that fridge and Robin Givens me a beer. <laughs> Negro Modelo. I don't want to hit you, but you better Givens me that beer. Negro Modelo. <laughs> Sold. Oh, fuck. Uh, Alright, I think that's our, those are our parting words. Uh... Real quick, um, share us with a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. You can find us on social at yeah. Cobros Podcast on Instagram. We're cyber squatting on Twitter, so don't don't even go it. there. Um, you can email us at cobrospodcast at gmail .com, and you can actually see all of our lovely podcasts on cobrospodcast .tumblr .com. and SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud too. Whatever. Yeah, it's all, um, it's all linkable. But yeah, most importantly, just tell a friend, share this. Like we spread the word. Yeah. Until next time, I won't punch you if you give it's me a beer. beer. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> right. How do you picture the exit song? I'll find something about races. Anyways, Cobra's podcast. Conversations on beer. <laughs> Random other stuff. <laughs> I'm as he had. <laughs> I'm Taylor Palmwick. Taylor Pimpler. Taylor Bomber. <laughs> well, I'm sitting in this beer joint down in Houston, Texas. He's drinking Colorado Kool-Aid and talking to some Mexicans. And we was, what's that you say? What's Colorado Kool-Aid? Well, it's a can of Coors brewed from a mountain stream. It'll set your head on fire and make your kidneys scream. Oh, it sure is fine.
Yeah, we's having ourselves one of them real good times But you know every beer joint that you've ever been in Some big mean drunk who just ain't got no friend Sure enough, he wants to fight Yeah, he's gonna whip everything in sight Well, he took him a big cold swallow of beer And he walked over and spit in my Mexican friend's ear Sure enough, that made my buddy real mad That's something like he ain't never had Well, sir, he pulled out a big long switchblade knife Quick as a whistle, he began to slice and That big mean drunk stood back Face full of tears Looking down at the floor One of his ears <laughs> He cut that thing off Even with a sideburn You might say the little Mexican fella He just didn't give a darn But he was a gentleman about it Bent over and with a halfway grin Picked it up and handed it back to him he said, now big man, you get the urge to spit a little beer, just open up your hand there and spit it in your own ear. Won't be no trouble that way. That's what I heard him say. Then I said, barmaid, set us up around that Colorado Kool-Aid. While you're up there, bring this big fella here a box of Band-Aids. Now let me tell you, if you're ever riding down in South Texas and decide to stop and drink some Colorado Kool-Aid and maybe talk to some Mexicans and you get the urge to get a little tough, better make damn sure you got your knife-proof earmuff. Hey, ain't that right, big man? I said, ain't that right, big man? Ah, oh, hell, he can't hear. Not on this side, anyway. He ain't got no ear. Hey, barmaid, bring us all a big, tall glass of that Colorado Kool-Aid. How about it? How you doing, big man? Still got your ear there in your hand? 